Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. James, we're back this week. Yeah, I was about to say, you're you're, you're still part of this? Yeah, you're I'm still, still here. here. <laughs> I've been gone two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, we missed last week, but... Yeah. Well, we we, we missed last week, guys. We apologize, but... Contract negotiations broke Yeah, they've, down. Just, they've just not been going well. Um, My lawyer's involved, but it's it's okay. No, we, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was not feeling well. And still not, I feel better, but I sound weird still, but at least that's what people tell me. But anyways, we're back this week. We've got some news. We're going to go over NFC North preview. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Got a great episode for today. Um, but first things first, uh, we've got a hypothetical, I think, James, that you got for us today. Is that correct? Yeah, I saw this on Twitter and uh-huh. I was kind of thinking about it to myself, so um. There's three teams. You got to pick the team you want. Each one's got three players on it. So okay. pick your best one. So team okay. one, okay. we got Alvin Kamara. Okay. He's good. Yep. Uh, Joe Mixon. Yep. He's good. Yep. And uh, Justin Jefferson. He's good. Okay. Very good. Like, okay. Very so good are trail. these all going to be that good? Okay. That's fine. No, I mean, it depends. We'll one see. of them is going to be the best. <laughs> team two. It's got Aaron Jones. Ooh. DeAndre Hopkins. Ooh. And Darren Waller. Ooh. Very, another very good team. Yeah. Team three, it's got Tyreek Hill, okay. Austin Eckler, and Josh Allen. I think team three is lacking from the other two a yeah. little bit. Well, so first things first is, you know, team three is the only team with a quarterback. Yeah. And so, like, I don't think that's kind of fair. You should have. I think if you if they swap Josh Allen out there with another elite receiver, it would be much more yeah, interesting. 100%. But, um, and it's not that Josh Allen's bad. It's no. just, again, vastly different in the structure of. Of fantasy. I like team one or team two. Yeah, it's definitely think, between team one and team two. I think for me, I'm going team two. That's how I lean to. And I think it comes down to, do you want that positional advantage with Waller? Waller. Or yeah. would you prefer to have another running back? Yeah. I mean, having two elite running backs. It, yeah, it really is, comes down to Mixon or Waller in my yeah, mind. Yeah. And I think I lean the Waller side, but I honestly, they're both really great. But yeah, I think I lean team I two. I feel too. like I might be able to find a second running back that can give me close to what Joe Mixon can provide. But I don't think I can find another tight end. Yeah. There's, outside there's of, three of them in the league. <laughs> kind of those and, top three that can yeah. give me what Darren Waller does. So you kind of, I feel like I have to take my, sh- I would take my shot there. Yeah. Same. I like it though. Yeah. All right. Let us know what you guys think. Which team would you take one, two or three? Um, but James, if they wanted to let us know which team they liked the best, where could they find us at? Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, Apple Podcast, and YouTube, the Fantasy Monsters or the Fantasy Monsters Podcast. Perfect. Come check it out. Um, we also got some news, not not a ton going on. Well, I I keep like looking through the news. Like you should keep looking the news and reading everything. But a lot of the stuff now is just all hype. It's and all hype stuff. Hype like, train. Yeah, puff pieces and stuff yeah. like that. So. <laughs> I'm more looking for things that are like injury related or more bad news stuff. Cause if they're saying bad things, it's <laughs> a little bit more alarming than all the good things you hear. Right. Right. So one piece of news is OBJ Odell Beckham jr. For anybody I, I that hope, doesn't know. Yeah, I hope you understand when I say OBJ, that's who I'm talking about. But if um, you don't, then I don't know why you're listening to this. Yeah. He's uh he's practicing at Brown's minicamp. So that's interesting. A- injuries coming back. It's looking good. Yep. 
And the only other piece of news I found really noteworthy was Denzel Mims is working with the second team of minicamp. And there's mm. been other negative reports from the offensive coordinator saying he has to improve his short yardage game. Interesting. Yeah, that's kind of a problem because I know they brought in Elijah Moore. Too. Yeah, they're saying it's Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and Jamison Crowder now who got, finally got his contract restructured. So those are the three team, yeah. wide receivers working with the ones. Yeah, which is very interesting. I'm surprised and that happened. But If he's not working with the ones now, he's not going to be working with Zach Wilson nope. at all. He's going to be behind the eight ball. It's just another reason why I've been off the Denzel Mims train this offseason. Yeah, that's it's, no it's good. A, it's suddenly a crowded wide receiver group. On an up and coming team with a new quarterback, I just and he hasn't shown anything. Yeah, I actually traded for him in Dynasty. Um, hoping, yeah, but wasn't he a throw in? No, it's straight up trade. Um, no, I not really straight up. I got two things out of it. Yeah, but um, but still, I was I I took him because I was curious. I thought that it's him or Davis. I didn't know which one to me was going to kind of take over that number one. Well, this really hurts me there because yeah. <laughs> he's not even going to be top yeah. three. Yeah, the offensive so. coordinator was saying that like he is very good deep down the field, but they, if he's going to be on the field more, he's got to improve his short yardage game. I just I don't understand because they don't really have anything down the field outside of I him. Mean, they Elijah Moore is not. Yeah, they got Davis. And well, I guess he can be, but Dave is Davis really a downfield threat? Compared to all the other guys on the team, uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, that's right. And it, yeah, it looks like Crowder's probably going to be bumped back to the outside because I don't think they're going to be wanting to move. I would think they're going to want to keep Elijah Moore in the slot. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Well, very interesting. Um, yeah, not much else. I, I do want to bring up, I thought, something we talked about briefly earlier that I thought was kind of funny. But just again, with all the hype stuff that keeps coming out, but one person that I've been just getting so much hype on are seeing so much hype on was Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And so for the for the Rams, like I'm surprised it's taken this long. Uh, me too, to be honest. Well, I think like it just I understand started, it and I'm all I'm in on Stafford with the Rams, but mm-hmm. like I hope this doesn't take him too high to where I don't where I can't look at him in drafts anymore because he's just going absurdly high. Because lately I think he's been going like around like eighth, tenth round, maybe something around there, which I like. I like that for Stafford, but if he starts getting up there closer to like the sixth round, I'm going to be out. Yeah, here I can I can find it real fast. Thank you, sir. Let's see what we got. <clears throat> so Stafford, Stafford's currently going at nine twelve. Yeah, I so like that. That's fine. Yeah, okay. but I have a feeling that's not where he's going to stay. No, he's probably going to get up to at least the eighth round, seventh maybe, and he could probably get higher. To be honest. If the hype train keeps coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was like Sean McVay came out and said something and then like it's just I mean, circling all yeah, over the place. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll talk about it later with the quarterback, the Rams shift off and mm-hmm. how bad he was last year. So, <laughs> and that offense just was a, still pretty yeah, good. Yeah, just imagine what this offense is going to look like now. But all right, if that's it, we're going to move on to our NFC North preview. All right, let's start with the Packers. Packers went 13 and three. They made the playoffs. Maybe we should just kind of stop there, but let's not. They blew it. They went for the field goal. <laughs> they went for the field goal. They blew it. Uh, and then, of course, you know, just jumping into, you know, we're not going to spend a ton of time on this as everybody's probably been paying attention, but the whole Aaron Rodgers not showing up thing uh, doesn't look like it's going to end. Uh, just to kind of. Not anytime soon. 
Yeah, just kind of reiterate. I mean, well, I, I mean, we don't really need to reiterate it, but where do you see the outcome landing? I think that's more important. Well, that's what I was going to reiterate, but it's fine, man. Um, but anyways, I just, I honestly, I'd, I would like to say I'd like to see him back in a Packers uniform. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think it is. You think it is? I think it is. I, just I don't, don't see, see him it. being traded. Well, he won't. I well, yeah. It, it we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. I think it was July twenty first or something like that is when he has to report to mandatory camps. Or he'll take those fines. He'll take those fines. Yeah, but what, then if he takes those fines, where do you think it's going to stop? Because I mean, after that's just the start. I of think the season. it'll either be a roster change. You fire the GM, or um, you, yeah, you one of those two. You yeah. try trading for a player. Or you just talk to him like a person and ask for his input on your organization. Yeah. How about that one, Green yeah. Bay? <laughs> yeah. He's kind of earned it's it. It's not it's not hard. Like Well, I mean, again, this is the whole Tom Brady effect. You know, Tom Brady went to Tampa. Tampa's like, hey, what do you want what do you but need I, for I, us to do to win? I just yeah, but I don't believe that <laughs> they just never listen to Tom Brady ever. Like there's like you ever watch like any behind the scenes of the Patriot stuff? It was Tom Brady in Bill Belichick's office and them talking about things. But, no, but that's what I'm saying, like, though. Yeah, like, I agree with you. But that's what I'm, I think that's the everyone, whole point yeah, like, is then when he left, that kind of came out. And then now all the other quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, you know, and then you have Aaron Rodgers. And then, of course, uh, what's his, you know, Deshaun Watson that might not even be playing again. You know, they're all kind of like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, where's where's this for us? And you even see it in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. So all these elite quarterbacks are like, why hasn't this been the mentality to me? And so we'll just kind of see, but where I think he's going to win is if he comes back, it's because the GM gets fired, which I would be fine with. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I could care less. Um, But speaking of the next guy, I mean, (laughs) he's not ready. Jordan love is not ready. I don't care what he says. NFL pass in a game. The reports haven't been good. Well, the reports and the, the, I think the most, damning thing about Jordan Love is we just really haven't really heard much. I think that's a so major problem. There was there was a lot that happened in the first like week of OTAs. Yeah. And it was like day 1, it was like atrocious. Thrown like yeah, just balls all over the place, yeah. interceptions after interceptions to like second string and third string players. And then all of a sudden day 2 it was like he was throwing darts and he was throwing the ball way downfield where like the day before he was doing all these dump offs. You know, and then day three was just kind of like, okay, you know, and so on. And it's just, that's kind of just how it's been. I want to hear players talk about him, though. That's what I want to hear. I mean. I want to hear what Devontae Adams has to think about him, Aaron Jones, those guys. Well, I I put it in the fact that Devontae Adams still says Aaron Rodgers is his quarterback. And he wants him back. So that's, to me, telling. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean. That tells no me one, right there. no one, Jordan Love. no one's comparing Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. But the question is, is Jordan Love Packers even are. close to competent? Is he even close to a competent quarterback? I mean, the thing is, is I don't think he needs to be Aaron Rodgers to win with this team. But because I think the team is good. No, no, you need you need he Aaron can't be James Winston. Honestly, that <laughs> I mean, you can't be throwing thirty five interceptions. If I was Jordan team. Love, and someone's like. That would honestly, that sounds great being Jameis Winston. I'd rather be Jameis Winston than Jordan Love 10 times out of 10. Uh, yeah. If you're telling me that was my career path, I would sign up for that. That's hilarious. All right. Well, those are the quarterbacks. Not to mention they did sign Blake Bortles, um, who 
has a ton of NFL starting experience. Yeah. And honestly, also just like one of the coolest dudes ever. Yeah. Like, and he's I awesome. wouldn't be shocked if somehow he could win over he that locker room. He could win over that locker room <laughs> and players could be like, we want Blake Bortles in there. And yeah. And I know, well, I mean, I guess that wouldn't matter because the Packers don't listen to their players. But that's true. That is true. Well, not to mention real quick, and we're going to move on to wide receivers, but someone um, I was listening to the other day brought this up. I forgot. I think it was on ESPN. And they were talking about this trickle effect. If they don't take care of this Aaron Rodgers issue, Devonta Adams is a free agent next year. Yeah. And forgot who else, but there's another big name player on the team. That's a free agent. It'll next be year. Tanyan. He's on a one year deal right now. Well, and there was defense. Oh. I think it was more of a defensive guy. But there's like another big defensive player that's supposed to, there's a free agent. And they're basically just saying, look, if you don't get this squared away with Rodgers, you've also then just lost. If these they don't guys. have Aaron Rodgers this season for any games, they're a five win team. Well, we'll get to this, but yeah, I'm going to say they're not going to be close to winning the division. I mean, we could talk <laughs> about Rodgers just real quick because last year he really did like light it up. Yeah, and it was impressive. And it's not like we haven't seen this before. It had been a couple years, but last year. His highest completion percentage ever. Yep. Highest touchdown percentage ever, 9.1, which is really high. He has had another 9.0, which are just like stupid high, like outliers. But he's had over a 7% touchdown percentage four times in his career. So he can, he's going to regress. I mean, last year he has had a career high in um, passing touchdowns with 48. That's a ton. That could come back down to around 40-ish and everything, and he could still be plenty fine. He was out. He was incredibly efficient last year and was incredible. And yeah. if he's at the right price, I, he's well. Guess what and we know he's going to play. I would be in on Rodgers. Yeah. Where is he going? Ooh, seventh round. Close six ten. It's too high for me. Yeah. Uh, Especially right now. You said forty eight touchdowns, right? Yep. So thirty five of those red zone. Yeah. And I don't have it up right now, but I can probably find it here also a little love, bit. But. 1% touchdown percentage. Like, he's had over a 1.4 touchdown percentage four times in his career. He's never, like, he he just doesn't turn the ball over, ever. Oh, doesn't do it down there. Um, anyways, so, uh, yeah, no, 35 red zone touchdowns. A lot of those were Devontae, to Devontae Adams. Um, oh, that was, like, the easiest play to run in the NFL last year. It, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae out. Adams yeah, for a two touchdown. Yeah, two-yard out thing. Like, yeah, he would, like, They yeah. did it the whole freaking season. Run him season. back to the quarterback. And yep. as the Aaron Jones owner, it really ticked me off. Yeah, that was one thing that had changed <laughs> from the previous year was, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Jones was not getting a lot. But, I mean, when you look at his consistency over the whole entire year, I mean, what? He had three games where he was outside the top ten. Yeah, he was that lights was out, and he missed Devontae Adams for two games. He missed Aaron Jones for two games. Yep. He was lights out last year. Yeah, he was solid. He couldn't get any better. He ended up finishing third overall in the season. I had second. Do you? Mm-hmm. I've got Murray and Allen over him. Oh, and that's probably just a different scoring system, though, depending. What scoring system did you go by? Just I believe it'll be four point for passing touchdown. No, it'll probably be six points. Six points, what yeah. I got. That's yeah, all good. I don't know. No worries. But it doesn't matter. He was top five. Yep. Top so, three. Yeah, top three. <laughs> uh, so moving on to uh, Jordan Love has no stats because he's never done anything. Never thrown an NFL pass. <laughs> moving on to wide receivers. Um, Devontae Adams, very good. Yeah, Devontae Adams is good. And this is where, like, Aaron Rodgers is, if he doesn't play, all the hits are going to take right here 
on these wide receivers. Aaron Jones still might get a lot of touches, but these receivers are. Yeah, I'm hurt, not really so. concerned about Aaron Jones that much. No, it's all these he, wide receivers. He, he'll definitely take a hit because his offense is going to take a big hit. But he, uh, he, I'm not really worried about the volume that he's going to see. Right. So Devontae Adams, best wide receiver last year. By Why? A mile. I can I can imagine uh, it has to do with these thirty five freaking red zone touchdowns. Yeah, Adams was an absolute monster. So keep in mind that he did miss two games on the season, and he still blew everyone away. He was two and a half points better than Tyreek Hill on a points per game basis. That's insane. Yep, that is absolutely insane. And let's see, he had 14 red zone touchdowns, which is awesome. 27 targets, though. And But a lot of these players, I would be like, those are red flags. Not for Devontae Adams, though. That's no. what he does. That, like, he's consistently, so I'm not scared about that. Scared about what? Him not seeing the touchdowns. Because a lot of players, when they get those touch, super high touchdown inflated, a lot of red zone. Oh, yeah. It's not a sticky stat, but with yeah, Devontae like, Adams, you, touchdowns are sticky. Yeah, you're talking about like the regress on the next yeah. season. Yeah, no, it doesn't. That doesn't happen with him. Because we'll talk about another player later who I do have some concerns <laughs> about in that department. So besides Devontae Adams, we got Alan Lazard, MVS, and Amari Rogers, the guy mm-hmm. who they drafted this year. Mm-hmm. They are definitely look. They are still looking for their number two wide receiver. Can't find it. I think Lazard is their second best. And if you don't remember, like, the beginning part of last year, he was really, really good for those first three games. An incredible yards per catch. He had 13 receptions for over 200 yards, like close to 250 yards, two touchdowns in those first three games. Got hurt, came back, and was average at best. Mm-hmm. Points per game-wise, he did outscore MBS. MBS didn't miss any games, though. But MVS, I mean, he is their deep shot receiver. He led the league last year in yards per catch at over 20 a pop. Yeah. Yeah. But, so I, I used to think MVS was going to be their number two. Lazard was going to be their three. Yeah, like three years ago. Yeah, but Not I'm anymore. definitely, yeah, definitely changing. MVS has just slowly continued his way to the back end of this. And I, I do really like the Amari Rogers pick they made. I actually I think really they do, should yeah. have taken a receiver earlier in the draft, but where they did draft him, I like that. Like pick. third round, I think, right? Yeah. But yeah, they, sh- they could have gone after. No, somebody. what I'm saying is yeah. like, that's a great, I mean, he's yeah. I like Amari Rogers out of Clemson, him and Trevor had a fun season, but again, it's, with Rogers, how quick do you think? Like, could you imagine just Rogers to Rogers, like? Oh, they have a lot of Aaron's and eight, like the same initials on this team. Yeah, I think they actually go into the draft looking for those yeah. names and stuff, just to kind of you know shape their team. But um, yeah, so I mean, so you're taking your shot on Lazard this year as the number two. Yeah, okay. and yeah. um. I do think Amari Rogers can work himself into the slot position on this team, and I think to best utilize that, that would push Alan Lazard back outside and just MVS just as like their situational deep threat kind of a guy because he's just proven you can't trust him ever. You can never trust him. You never Every know. Every time he has a big game, you it's never like, know when it's going to happen. It makes no sense because yeah. he's catching two passes in a game, like some of these games last year. Two catches, 87 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, his yards per catch were just, the games he exploded were just big plays. I'm not banking on that. Um, don't also forget that Devin Funches did sign on this team too. 
I did forget that though. That's the problem. Yeah. Not that I'm over. He was there last year and like. Yeah. Well, he didn't. He didn't play at all last year. He was there. He was there last year. I thought he signed this year. Well, he must have been hurt all year. But just keep in mind that Devin Funches is there too. Um, he got he he agreed to a pay cut. That makes you feel better. So, you never know. I mean, he's he also has some experience, but again, they're just kind of again searching for a long, long time ago. He when was, the world was young, <laughs> I believed in Devin Punches. We all did. That was back when the dinosaurs. Yeah. It was just one year for me, but for some other people, it was a lot longer. Uh, all right. Tight ends? Yeah. One Honestly, of the, one of the good... He's well, a really good one. Yeah, one of the big surprises coming out of last year was Robert Tanya. Mm-hmm. He... He's a big lo- waiver pickup. He, yeah, it was a lot of touchdowns. Inconsistent at times. The second half of the season, though, it was a, actually very good. Finished third overall at the tight end position. I mean, there's no Kittle in there and everything, but he performed very well. And it's really going to come down to, one, well, obviously, Rodgers. That right. goes for all these players, but it'll just come down to average draft position. Where am I taking him in the draft? Uh, where where would you say is a good spot? He's probably going to go earlier than this, but I'd say like ninth, eighth round. Right now he's going eight ten. Okay, so I don't. I don't not hate bad. that. No, it's not bad. But I think right now a lot of these players are going to be drafted a little bit on the lower side. Like if I'm if I'm drafting right now, I'm not even drafting Robert Tanyan in the eighth round. I'm probably taking him in the ninth and the tenth because there's no guarantee that Rogers is playing yet. Yeah. So knowing well, first that, first of all, you should be doing your drafts. But you shouldn't, but some people do. Maybe you call it the way too early draft or whatever. Um, but Robert Tanyan, I mean, he he looked really good. Uh, touchdown machine. Yeah. 11 touchdowns on 52 receptions. Yep. Seven of them were inside the 10, uh, the 10 zone, uh, or five of them was inside the 10 zone, uh, which is where he did get a lot of action. But yeah. He, he, over the he field never had too, a ton man. of t- high target games, but where he was utilized is an important part. No, but he could get down the field pretty well. Um, considering yeah, could, his yeah. size. And then he was also, you know, looked over the middle. He's actually on the smaller weight wise, as far as a tight end goes, if I'm not mistaken, is he like two forty? Yeah. Six, five, two thirty seven. Yeah. So I mean, it's, he's definitely on the smaller side, but he can definitely get downfield pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be sneaky again. Do you think with, if, if George Kittle was healthy and do you think he would be fourth last year? I think it'll be tough for him to be top five. You think it's going to be tough this year? Because I look, think at best you're looking at that five around that five spot. Because Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller are definitely going to be there. Kittle is definitely going to be there as well. Yeah. As long as he stays healthy. And then, and then I'd probably put TJ over him and the rest is just a gamble. And I'd, I would still probably put Mark Andrews there. Yeah, I would lean Mark Andrews there. That's why I'm saying about fifth at best. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because on a points per game basis, Mark Andrews did outperform Robert Tanyan. Yeah, I don't. I don't get how that, that happened. That doesn't sound that off to me. No, I'm just saying. Uh, all right. Anything else? No, Tanyan. We got the uh, running backs though. Oh yeah, we did. We skip over the running backs. No. I did. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Oh man, it's one of my favorite players in the freaking league, and I forgot about him. How Same. how dare I? Same. Ooh. Resigned him. Yeah, he got, paid. got paid. paid. I like it though. Aaron um, would have liked him in Miami. Stinking Miami. Aaron Jones is who we're talking about. Yeah. Racker. 
Packers. <laughs> outstanding Rackers. running back. Yeah, that's what I said, the Rackers. <laughs> um, I don't know what to say besides he's incredible and Jamal Williams is gone. So yep. hopefully his utilization is a little bit more stable. 2019, we had the problem with Aaron Jones. Some people did. I didn't really hate it that much. Was he just had outrageously explosive games, like outrageously explosive games, but a lot of bad games where you hurt your team. Last year, he was a much more consistent running back. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I I mean, I had him, <laughs> and so oh yeah, I have him. Yeah. yeah, the thing that really frustrated me the most was just yeah. Again, there to me, there wasn't a lot of red zone touches. Yeah, he went from 2019 having 19 total touchdowns to 11. Yeah. Which is funny because you're complaining about That's that. 11 jump. is still a good number. It's just 19 was insane. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, he still finished fifth overall, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, he did have a, a, a pretty good year, but it was definitely quieter. Uh, he didn't get a, as much passing work. Do you have his stats up? Yeah. I don't have a stats I up. mean, he saw two less receptions than last year. His receiving oh. work, his yards per catch wasn't at high, but his rushing was decently more efficient. Yeah. But it's his passing work is what yeah. I wasn't a fan Which of. Which is, past that's year. another reason with Jamal Williams being gone. I, I, I don't, I'm not concerned about that because AJ Dillon is not going to threaten in that department. So that's something you can hang your head on. That's true. I mean, A.J. Dillon, do you think he's going to take any touches away? Yeah, he will. Yeah. He will. Do you think it's going to be like close to the Jamal Williams workload or no? I would say slightly less than the Jamal Williams workload. Because the thing about Jamal Williams is he's very he's good, not great at about pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Good pass blocker, good rusher, good receiver. So I think just the receiving work alone is enough to where I'm not concerned about Aaron Jones at all. And I like his average draft position where he's going. I have one. I've been seeing it a lot. Who would you rather have? First round, Aaron Jones or Nick Chubb? First round? Mm-hmm. That's where they're both going. <sighs> well, I see Jones is going two two oh one. Which I'll take that all day. <laughs> Same. But I mean <laughs> but uh one pick uh, off okay. Where's Chubb going? Uh, let's see. One moment. Need to get a faster computer, guys. All right. Chubby. Where's he at? Nick Chubb. All right. Chubbalicious is going 108. Who would you rather have? I, I'm, and I'm not just saying this because of what I just found out. That's because I already knew it. I'm, you know I've been a Nick Chubb fan for a yeah. long time. I would still take Nick Chubb. Regardless draft price, I would take Aaron Jones over Nick Chubb. You're crazy. That's fine. I mean, I don't hate it, but I just... (laughs) Nick Chubb is, in my opinion, more consistent. Just my opinion. Like, I know what I'm... I know what I'm I'm always going to get out of Nick Chubb. Yeah. A lot of rushing, a lot of touchdowns. Well, good handful of touchdowns. And he's on a team that's a run first. Yeah. And that's, and I'll that's give you what that. I would take. But he's... And he still gets... It's incredibly close, work. and that's why I asked the question. Yeah. But yeah, I it's leave Aaron a couple Jones away. But, I mean, dude, if there was a way I could take Nick Chubb in the first and Aaron Jones in the second, 
be all, all day, all day, all every day, day yeah. man. The um, I'll just I mean, check we could, on my trophy. We could, yeah, we could talk about AJ Dillon a little bit because now he is the backup running back there, and he didn't see a ton of work last year. Forty six rushing attempts, which twenty one of those came in one game, week sixteen against Tennessee, mm-hmm. where he did very well. Twenty one attempts, one hundred twenty four rushing yards, two touchdowns. He saw two targets on the season, so he's not going to be utilized in that department. And I have Aaron, I've had Aaron Jones in Dynasty for years. I had Jamal Williams the entire time I've had Aaron Jones, and I traded for AJ Dillon this offseason just to be safe. I like doing that in Dynasty leagues, especially when you have one of those top tier running backs to yeah. secure his backup spot. Yeah. If Aaron Jones does go down to injury for some reason, AJ Dillon will be productive. He won't be as productive as Aaron Jones in there, but he will be very good. Yeah, I mean, the one game where he definitely had to take over, mm-hmm. he did play really well. Yeah. Um, he can run between the tackles. If you go back and even watch his college tape, he doesn't have a problem running the ball. No. He's a big dude. He, he'll he get through it. No, I mean, yeah, he can't. He, he lacks a little bit in, like, moving around people. He's well, just a real big, he's big fast he's guy. Big. Yeah. He's six foot two fifty. And lightning. Right. He's six four, two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. And lightning quick. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a big guy. Yeah. So he's he's just gonna run down your throat, kind of like uh, Derrick Henry esque. You know, like just that size. Yeah. Just so not he's nearly downhill as runner. Yeah. He's not. I'm not saying he is Derrick Henry, guys. I'm just saying size wise. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just gonna run downhill. He's not yeah, gonna if, get a lot if, of receptions. If you do have AJ, I mean, uh, Aaron Jones in dynasty leagues, I would advise doing what I did and trying to get AJ Dillon. Yeah. I'm, I don't know. You can say your stance. I'm not always a massive fan of handcuffing and redraft leagues. Yeah. I'm not redraft leagues. No, I think you just dynasty is just a different. Yeah. yeah. You could find another starter as a, (laughs) as a backup. So, um, but in dynasty, yeah, definitely. If you have Aaron Jones, grab uh, AJ Dillon for sure. Yeah. Definitely could be very helpful. All right, let's jump into the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. The team that we have probably just never want to talk about, to be honest. I mean, they're getting more intriguing. I'll give them that. Well, they did draft our boy. Yeah. And we'll get into that here in a second. But real quick, the Bears did finish 8-8 and somehow. Yeah. (laughs) And they did make the playoffs as uh, a wild card. Got booted out in the first round, which is not surprising. Uh, this, this team has their defense. Has their been window fine. is closing. Yeah. Their window is closing, but this defense has been fine. Yep. This, this offense has just been completely lackluster. Yeah. And, uh, they tried to make some moves this off season to change that. So they brought in Andy Dalton. <laughs> That's going to fix everything <laughs> to, to, to fix their problems. That's the answer right there. He did play with Dallas last, uh, last season, 11 games. Yeah. 34th in points per game. Yeah, keep reading those stats. (laughs) 34th in points per game, starting 11 games. With one of very good offense. Best offenses, uh, as far as weapons go, you can find in the league. So that is very, now with a very bad offensive line and and no Zeke. I mean, um, yeah, Dak is a way better quarterback than Andy Dalton, but. People were not assuming it was going to be that bad with Andy yeah. Dalton. Yeah. And it was. I didn't even think it was going to be that bad. No. <laughs> so he's coming to a team that has nowhere near that amount of talent. No. <laughs> no. Um, he will not turn this team around. And let's just talk about their starting quarterback. So 
They drafted Justin Fields. They did? Yeah. Oh. Um, I felt really bad for him, but... <laughs> it, it's growing on me, but yeah, there were definitely better spots. I think... I don't want to keep going I think back to this, this is um, I think is a great place for him because he's got a little chip that he needs to get taken care of, and he's going to a team that has had just very, very bad luck in picking quarterbacks. I don't know if it's bad luck. It's just or stupid bad, decisions. Bad decision making. That's, that's very fine. bad decision. Making. Bad decision making with picking quarterbacks or trading for quarterbacks or signing quarterbacks. Fair. So Justin Fields the coming Bears in really never had have had a good quarterback like ever. Well, and it's funny because they were like, "Well, Jim McMahon." I'm like, "Dude, if he come, was okay, <laughs> he was look good. At his he, was, he was a he was, really fun player. Yeah, he was a he lot was of fun funny, to watch, but, but he was not an elite quarterback. No, yeah, you got like Rex Grossman, Jay Cutler, like. And Jay Cutler is probably the best. Jake, well, as far as talent wise, Jay Cutler was amazing. I I hate to tell you guys. Sometimes, if you look at just his talent, dude, Jay Cutler was really good. Yeah, <laughs> he just, I don't know, cared too much about his hair at times and wanted to look pretty. Uh, but anyways, Justin Fields, I think he will start the season. Agreed? I don't. No. You don't think he will? No. Because why not? That's it's. This is just how I think it's going to go down. I think they're going to just kind of how they did it with like, um, like Justin Herbert last year, Baker Mayfield coming in. They're going to, I think Dalton's probably going to start two, three games and then Fields is going to come in. Cause the only problem is, and I understand it. I understand doing this is you don't want to pull that switch until you're absolutely sure. Because once you pull that switch, you can't, can't go, go back. back. I get it. But I just feel like if you plan I think, on I, I it, think Justin Fields is ready to go yeah. day one in the NFL. The reports that are coming out of Chicago is that he's going to see like all the preseason snaps, everything like that. Mm-hmm. So we'll de- it could definitely change by then. But yeah. if I had to bet right now, I think Dalton starts at least probably the first two games. It's very disappointing because I do feel like Justin Fields is ready. Yeah. And to me, if you're going to pull that thread anyway, then just do it. Like to me, I don't see the problem. Like, I don't see waiting two or three games for an injury to happen because Andy Dalton's not really known for, like, his injuries. He doesn't get hurt that often, does he? No, but I I also don't think the Super Bowl is a realistic possibility for them this year. Well, I mean, for them to be able to keep their jobs, you know, they they need to make something happen this year. And to me, it's Justin Field or nothing. So, but that's, that's just me. Um... Well, let's go ahead and move on to... Well, do you have anything else you want to say about Dalton? No. Okay, I didn't think so, but just making sure. Okay. Uh, wide receivers. Arguably, in my opinion, um, one of the, one well, of the more underrated Field, guys... Justin like day one, Justin Fields be the best quarterback Allen Robinson's ever played with. <laughs> like, <laughs> first pass he throws. Dude, it's... <laughs> I feel sorry. I'm to for, think. I feel Who sorry was his quarterback? Went, was Blake, Bortles. It went to it was Bortles, Bortles, Mitch, Nick Foles. Like, <laughs> Jeez, dude, this poor kid. Um, he is so underrated. Yeah. because of the talent that's always around him. Um, but Allen Robinson, uh, sixteen games last year was 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 healthy, which was great. Ended up finished eleventh overall. Um, looked really good in this lackluster targets, targets, targets. Saw 151 targets last year. The year before that, he saw 154 targets. Last year, 102 receptions. The year before that, 98 receptions. I mean, when you're looking for volume, there's not many players who get more volume than Allen Robinson. Yeah. 
And I, that's why I'm perfectly fine with him as my number one wide receiver if I had to take him in a draft. So I actually, I did, I did a cheap draft, mm-hmm. like mock draft. And the reason I say cheap is because, again, it's not close enough to really care too much about the mocks, mm-hmm. um, but still just curious, right? Yeah. So I took Nick Chubb in the first. Oh, I took a running back in the second. Who was it? That doesn't matter. I took Allen Robinson in the third. I like that. Yeah, I think I took him at like 305. And so I was like, dude, I was I was game for that. And here's why. Again, just the pure value. Yeah, third and target third saw the third most targets last year. I mean, there's nothing else you're gonna you're gonna you really need. So I mean he finished uh what he was number one, so top twelve. Uh, he had 102 receptions, 1,250 yards, and six touchdowns. I'll take that every year. Yeah. I just will. I don't even care. If I can get that consistently from my number yeah, one, Yeah, and it's great. the week-to-week consistency out of him because wide receivers are one position where they're just not consistent. Mm-hmm. Even the great wide receivers are going to have down games. He did have he's some down con- games. Yeah, no, but he he's still a very consistent wide receiver. I mean, he had, yeah, five games where he was really, really bad. Um, no, I shouldn't say really, really bad, but just not good. I would say two games where he was really, really bad. If well, you don't, leave, if you, yeah, if you don't give me double digits, I'll call that really bad. But every, but every game besides two, he had at least he was in double digits. Are we looking at the same scoring, dude? Because I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, six games where he didn't do double digits. Sorry. Nice. So, yeah, because I've got Green Bay. He had 4.7. Okay, yeah, I was looking at a different scoring system. What were you looking at so I can be on the same page? It was just on sleeper. Uh, I'm on half point. So. Okay, regardless, consistent wide receiver. Um. Yeah, very, very, most of the time, very consistent. But keep in mind on his inconsistencies, it's not him. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the guys who had the amount of targets and receptions as him and you compare their catch percentages... Yeah, significantly lower. That's than that's else. what you really want to be looking at. Yep, is half the time everything that's getting thrown his way isn't even catchable. Yeah, also not the biggest play threat out there in the offense, but no, oh, but he's athletic. Yeah, I mean he'll jump. I mean his fifty fifty balls are he he's fine. Um, I am with you. I would not mind taking Allen Robinson as my number one yes. in the third round. Yeah, and like the Packers who we just discussed, they are looking for their number two wide receiver. Yeah. And there's a few options to pick from. I'll tell you one person who it's not. It's not Anthony Miller. Nope. Honestly, surprised he's still on this team. There's been a ton of trade rumors. There's been yeah. a ton of he's going to get cut rumors. So he might not be there at the start of the season. The one guy I think who has the edge right now is Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Fourth round pick, man. Fifth round. No, fifth round pick. Oh, you mean he was taken in yeah. the fifth round in the yeah. NFL? Okay, I was about to say. Yeah, like, drafted he's in the going fifth in the fifth round in redraft leagues? No, no, like, no, no, no. He's going in the 12th, I think. Yeah, I was like, say. Yeah, 12.05 is where he's going. I'm out on that. No. <laughs> he saw, I mean, he was, looking back on it, because there were a lot of weeks where he was just like super cheap in DFS and stuff like that, and he was just kind of a dart throw kind of a player. He had on a couple of them, but it was really boomer bust with him last year. Mm-hmm. It was not consistent at all. Rookie wide receiver, though, where he was taken in the draft, you have to expect some development out of that player. So I think the arrow is pointing up for Darnell Mooney. But you're either dealing with Andy Dalton or rookie Justin Fields. 
Yeah. But see, I don't I don't mind it. Here's here's a stat that I get I want you guys to pay attention to because it's very interesting because he came out and he was like a he was like the deep threat guy because yeah. he was really fast, right? Yeah. So I remember what was it? There was a game too where we saw this Trubisky pass and it like overshot him and we're just like, "Oh my god, how did that happen?" He's cuz he's so fast. But he's 5'10, 176. This is a short guy, right? He's not oh, a yeah. big guy. No, he's a small guy. Four red zone touchdowns. Yeah. That's awesome. By the way, what's crazy about that guy? He guys, only had four he touchdowns. He only had yeah. four touchdowns. <laughs> they all came in the red zone. So he's not just this downfield, big play type mentality guy. Like he's getting open inside the red zone, which is awesome for a guy of his size and of this guy's skill set. If I'm picking a number two right now, Darnell Moody. Oh, yeah. He's, he's the clear. And I'll also throw in there because they have actually a ton of wide receivers on this roster right now. Yeah. None of them are special or anything. They have like Demir Bird, Javon Wims, and stuff like that. No one is going to blow you away. But they did draft a guy late in the draft, Daz Newsome. Mm-hmm. He played in North Carolina with Diami Brown, part of the wide receiver core. He was good. Drafted with the 37th pick of the sixth round. I think if it's going to happen, it's not going to be this year. I don't think this offense can support that many wide receivers, especially with Allen Robinson taking the target share he does in this offense. I think at best, Darnell Mooney is still going to be an inconsistent wide receiver, even if he does improve himself. Mm-hmm. So I'm not late in drafts. Like you said, you already, he's, he's going 12th round for Darnell Mooney. Yep. I, I, I don't mind that. That, that. That's perfectly fine. But I wouldn't be expecting a huge jump out of Darnell Mooney this year. Yep. I definitely don't. Yeah, I agree with you. What's crazy is I just pulled up their roster because I knew that they had a lot of wide receivers. They but have like, a lot of wide receivers. It even blew my mind because, like, they, do they even have... I forgot they signed Marquise Goodwin. Yep. That, <laughs> that was pretty recent, yep. Yeah, and then they still have Riley Ridley, Javon Wims. Yeah, Jeez like I Louise. said, no one any like no one of note. There's just a lot. Yep. Good grief. It almost looks like my dynasty team right now, though. With, yeah, <laughs> with just a lot of bad players. <laughs> that works, too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just meant with that many wide receivers. Uh, I like my wide receivers. All right. What do we got next? Uh, running backs. Yep. Uh, so it pains me to talk about this guy because I traded him a couple of years ago because he wasn't doing what I wanted him to, and now he's just killing it. Well, I think you traded him before the season last year. Did I? Well, mm-hmm. That was two years ago. Well, that would have been his rookie year. Uh, he's only played two years. That, may, that hurts even worse. So, anyways, uh, David Montgomery ended up having a very, very good year last year. He no, he had a very, very good half of the year. Okay, he had an Let's excellent half way. of the yeah, year. This, after the bye week, David Montgomery was Christian McCaffrey out there. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he got everything. He was incredible. He really, really was. Pretty At, much when t- uh, Tariq Cohen went down. Well, yeah, Tariq Cohen <laughs> only played three games last year. It really wasn't factored into the offense. This running back group is a little interesting because they signed Damian Williams coming from the Chiefs, who didn't play at all last year. One-year, $1 million contract. Mm-hmm. Nothing put into him. I'm not concerned about him at all. Not concerned about Tree Cohen. The only guy that slightly concerned me is a guy who I can't believe where he fell in the draft. Mm-hmm. Khalil yeah. Herbert. Yeah. I mean... I was shocked how far he fell in the draft. I think he is a good running back. I don't think he's going to threaten David Montgomery. David Montgomery is going to see the usage. But you look at like the first few games of the season when like Tariq Cohen was there. 
David Montgomery was hovering around 50% of snaps. After that, it was above 80. He was just always on the field. So I think that's one concern. Another concern is, do you think he's going to see the same receiving work? 68 targets last year. He is a very capable pass catcher, but 68 targets at the running back position well, is, is a lot. It's what's been missing, though. Like, yeah. his running ability has always been there, and he's been doing it fine, but they never gave him passing work. Yeah, and I've and I've made that. I've We've made, it very made clear. this point yes. that Tariq Cohen just... They try and get too cute, and it just ruins the offense. Yeah. The tree cone experiment just doesn't work. Keep him on special teams. He's a very electric player. You just can't give him that much volume. It's he's the type of player if you if you're putting him on the field, it's going to be some sort of trick play, yeah, or reversal or just a pass play to him. Um, slot put him in the slot. Yeah, uh, give kickoff and punt returns. That's fine, but stop trying to think that he's going to be able to run through the tackles because he can't. No, you just can't do it. And we all know that, uh, ooh, and I just brain freeze on the name, uh, head coach. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. We know that he came out and went to Chicago, and he was like this beautiful offensive mind. But all this stuff has really started to backfire in the last few years. Just keep it simple. Let David Montgomery run. Give him some passing work, and you're going to have a top five running back. What was nice is his efficiency went way up last year. He went from 3.67 yards per carry his rookie year to 4.33 yards per carry last year. His touchdowns weren't super high, just eight. It's not bad, Rushing though. touchdowns, no, yeah, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, he's a 1,000-yard rusher. But he is a very hard player to predict right now because how he finished last year was incredible. It's a much more crowded running back. I mean, his only competition last year during that stretch was Cordell Patterson and that running back rotation. Now, I want to say he's going like fourth round right now in drafts. David Montgomery, which I would, I think I'm perfectly fine taking the chance there. Am I right about his ADP? David Montgomery. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to do something really funny. Or not funny, but oh, don't don't hurt yourself. Yeah, it's making my brain hurt. Yeah, don't hurt yourself. All right, let me pull him up real quick. David Montgomery's ADP. Where'd you say he was going? I want to say fourth round. Yeah, four hundred three. Okay, yeah, I, I I like that a lot. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys, because usually that third, fourth round running backs are kind of traps. But I think even if he, even if he resorts more to back to like just slightly better than his rookie season, where he was still an RB2, I think that's perfectly fine taking that in the fourth round. Do you disagree? Nope. I like it. Okay. All right. So this is what I was trying to do. So when you look at his consistency charts for the season, okay. And you just look at the that ending. So weeks 12 to 17. Outrageous. He was 23.7 points per game. And he was the number one, number two running back on the season, right behind Derrick Henry by barely a half a point. That's how good he was. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he was better than Jonathan Taylor. He was better than Alvin Kamara. He was better than Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook. <laughs> like, he was better than all of them. Yeah, he had one 20-point game before that stretch. Yeah. And he went 22, 25, 23, 26, 19, 23. Yeah. Guys, he probably won you some championships. Oh, he 100% won people championships. <laughs> 100%. Had to have. Yeah. It was so good. And I mean, even then, he still finished, what was it, fourth on the season? Yep. So, 
I mean, that's better than Aaron Jones. That's better than Jonathan Taylor. That's better than James Robinson, who was one of the biggest pickups. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, these are some big name guys. So yeah, I'm in on his draft price. I'm in on his draft price for sure. Can could you imagine if you go running back, running back? So just hypothetical again. This is all hypothetical. Or you go running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, come back with Montgomery in the fourth. I would be fine. I mean, there's a lot of ways you could play that, but either way, Montgomery in the fourth, I think is a good value. Yeah. Cause I was almost thinking if you go running back, running back, wide receiver, then wide running receiver, back. running back, yeah. dude, you literally have, you don't need another running back in that draft. Yeah. And you can always find late round wide receivers that are going to be good. Yeah. So yeah, tight ends on this team. Um, Man, we don't care. Jimmy Graham's gross. He was <laughs> usable last year for the sheer fact that he's big and was, would just stand in the end zone for a long time. He is really old. His snap percentages kept going down as the season went on. And as Cole Komet started getting in more into it in the offense. And there's a lot of people who are saying Cole Komet is a sleeper tight end. I don't fully disagree with that, but Cole Komet's not a guy I'm looking at this year. Because I still think Jimmy Graham is going to get that usage. I think the snap percentage is going to be way in the favor of Cole Komet. But I've just, I have a hard time seeing him getting those touchdowns. But, um... His last handful of games, he did see a ton of targets at the tight end position, which was surprising. Yeah, I mean, nice to see. We've always made it known yeah. that it takes a little bit for for tight yeah. ends to come in and, and make themselves. And last year wasn't known. the greatest tight end class, but he and he was definitely everyone's. I'm all I'm gonna say is look at Andy I think Dalton's it, tight ends. I think he's a next season thing. I think there's only been one tight end that he ever was overly successful with, Eifert. and that was yeah, and that was Tyler Eifert. There's not, he, I just don't feel like the utilization of the tight end. Um, I mean, when Eifert was going, it was very good. It was a long, long time ago. Though. That's also and because Andy Tyler Eifert was same. also one of the few pieces they had. Yeah. There's a lot of other talent, I feel like, on this team. Yeah, Cole Komet, he saw 30 targets in the last five games last season, which is very good for the tight end position. But mm-hmm. That's I, really I think good, he's actually. more of a next season thing than a this year thing. I think he'll be better with Justin Fields than he would be with Dalton. I think, yeah, I think Justin Fields is the better quarterback, so yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page. Okay. Anything else we want to say about the Bears? Fire Matt Nagy. Fire Matt Nagy. Get rid of the front office. Get new owners, see. too, while you're at it. Yeah. Just clean house. Just uh, just liquidate everything. Yeah. Maybe uh, just throw a new stadium out there. That's yeah, just... I don't know. Soldier Field. <laughs> that's that's one of, Yeah, that's one of those. Yeah, you can't do that. No, I'm just saying. Just throw It'd be it like out tearing there. down Lambeau. I wouldn't mind tearing down Lambeau. Why? I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers will burn it to the ground. Um, <laughs> that was a good joke. That was a good joke. Anyways, okay. uh, nothing else for the Bears? All right, let's move on. All right, Minnesota Vikings. Here we go. Seven and nine. Barely missed the playoffs. Yeah, remember, like, when I saw the record in retrospective, when I was doing this, I was like, wow, man, they really weren't. Because, like, I feel like their offense was fine. (laughs) Like, that wasn't the problem. It was just that defense was awful. Yeah. Awful, which is uncharacteristic for a Zimmerman defense. So I think that's not going to last. I think the defense will be improved this year. Well, let's let's hope. Um, But, yeah, I mean, this offense wasn't – this offense was fine. Yeah. So jumping into the quarterbacks, we got Captain Kirk. Yeah, quietly had a very good season last year. Yeah, man, finished top 12. So he's number 11. Um, six plays sixteen games. He's he's he always plays 16 thirty-five games. touchdowns. Yeah, like 
very good career high in touchdowns, completions, very close to yard, actually not really close to yardage, but he still had 4,000 yards. Yeah, he, was a, yeah, he had a very good season last year. He just is one of those quarterbacks who just doesn't offer you anything in the rushing game. So, Yeah, I mean, he had 27 tar, uh, red zone touchdowns, which is great. Um, he is a guy, and I'm going to let you all know, but he's a guy that I almost target and redraft quite often. And You can and, get him with your last pick. Because he always goes late. Yeah. Always goes late. And even after people start taking their second quarterback. And he's one of those quarterbacks who is not going to be like super, super consistent, but in this offense can give you those huge games. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, quarterbacks in redraft, it's just matchup based. Yeah. Right now he's going 1308. Perfectly fine with that. Yeah. That's fine with me. I'll take that all the time. I mean, there's going to be the occasions where like in week two, he gave you negative points. Um, I wouldn't say he gets, does that often, but there's going to be games where he might only get you 15. I mean, yeah, there could be games where Dalvin Cook runs for almost 300 yards. Yeah, and <laughs> but he's still going to give you can happen. most likely 20 to 25 each week. And then a couple of times he'll give you like a 35 or 40 point week. Yeah, he can give you those massive games because he's yeah. got massive talent on his team. Yeah, speaking of one of those, uh, should have been rookie of the year. Should have uh, been. Justin Jefferson. He really, really should have been. Yeah, I would have voted for him all day, every day. But uh, he played 16 games, ended up finishing sixth overall. I mean, fourth in yards at the receiver position, his rookie season, 1,400. There were only four players last year who had 1,400 yards, which was a little down. He was one of them. And one of them was a tight end, too. So, yeah. (laughs) Yep. There's uh, there's really not much else we can really say. I mean, I was watching some just essentially just highlights of Justin Jefferson last night. And, the thing, like, don't, like, he's not, like, the biggest guy out there. He's 6'3", 192, so he's got the height. The weight isn't that big, but he is just, he's a hard guy to tackle. He's got great body control. He can make plays after the catch, break tackles. Like, he has everything you could possibly want in a receiver. And it took him a few weeks to get going, and he was kind of inconsistent there in the middle. But how he ended the season, and we saw those explosive games from him. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sky's the ceiling for Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I actually think we're going to have a turning point this season too, where Justin Jefferson's not going to turn into the number one on this team. Oh, he's yeah, he's already um, the number one on this team. Adam Thielen, who I'm a big fan of, always been a big fan of of, of Adam, uh, who finished eighth, but kind of almost kind of took a back seat at the second half of that season. He finished eighth because he had 14 receiving touchdowns. Yeah, but that's he always has a lot of touchdowns. Not fourteen. No, but his next highest was nine. Year before last year, he had six, and a lot of his touchdowns came in the red zone and was super efficient on those. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why Adam Thielen is kind of a red flag. Like, where is he going right now in redraft leagues? His up. ADP because Justin Jefferson second round. I know that, which I don't hate. But Thielen is going to be tough because there's going to be regression coming. I don't see this offense having two top 10 wide receivers and a top two running back in the league. All right. Where did you say Justin was going? Second, Second round? Second round, yeah. He's going 4-10. Adam Thielen? Mm-hmm. Okay, then I, I don't mind that. I, yeah, I don't mind bad. that. I was thinking he was going to go like early third-ish. Around there, I don't mind that. But I do see regression coming for Adam Thielen. Yeah. I mean, he had... Honestly, Dynasty Leagues, I would try to sell 13. him to him. Yeah, 13 red zone touchdowns on 20 red zone targets. Yeah. That is pretty Very insane. efficient. Yeah. I have Adam Thielen and in my yeah, dynasty team. Yeah, and he's... um. I have been trying to sell him. 
<laughs> he, I mean, and honestly, I would look at him for the right price, but I have Justin Jefferson, so I know you. Yeah, I don't I know you do wouldn't that. take him. Yeah, I did, yeah, but Justin Jefferson, I think, I is no, eventually. Hold on, hold on. Oh, sorry. What do you want? I have Justin Jefferson on my dynasty team. You're jerk. You know how good that feels. Yeah, I don't know why, but why that feels really good. Aren't you special? I am. My team's still better than yours. Um, but uh, anyways, Justin Jefferson. Uh, he will be the number one on this team, I think, coming into this season. Oh, yeah, season. he's already. Yeah. And I I don't see him regressing. I still, th- I mean, maybe, but I still think he's going to be top 10. And if anything. Top prob- 10, yes. You know. I don't think he has like number one overall potential this year. No. Probably not top three, but around that top five range. Yeah, about the top five. Five to seven is where right, I would Because the another thing is his yards per catch are out like very, very good. He was ninth last year, 15.9 yards per catch. Big play guy. I mean, yeah, like we talked about, he was fourth overall in yards. He was seven yards behind DeAndre Hopkins, but caught almost 30 less passes. Yeah. Like, big play guy. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of those uh, 133. Well, yeah, he, he, he caught a lot of those 20, 25-yard pass, <laughs> broke that cornerback's tackle. A safety comes over, jukes him out touchdown like yeah, 40 I mean, yard touchdown well he had a 49 yard uh play there 54 39 40 35 71 These also are, just like when you watch him he's just so super smooth yeah. out there with everything he does yeah and i keep i keep this is all i keep remembering too he's is, on my dynasty team no um because they keep saying like oh remember what justin jefferson did and then they got Jamar Chase coming out this year, and they're like, and he's better. And yeah. I'm like, oh, God, I can't wait to see this because <laughs> Justin Jefferson was amazing. I mean, and if you're thinking Jamar there. Chase has come down with 1,400 yards, I don't know if that's happening. Yeah, maybe not on, this, not on that offense, maybe, but we'll see. We'll I see. mean, we also called, like, Justin Jefferson was one of those guys last year, the rookie class we thought could lead the mm-hmm. class in – Doves, in the first couple of weeks, we were looking like, we're like this oh, isn't no. looking good. <laughs> this isn't looking good. He wasn't even the third <laughs> wide receiver on the team. And then out of nowhere, he just took yeah. over. And everyone was like, no, he's the best player on this team. Like yeah. the best receiver on this team. Yeah, we started second-guessing ourselves a lot in those first three weeks, um, which is funny because I actually drafted him in redraft um, with one of and my I later think you picks. Dropped, yeah. And I dropped him after week three. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I mean, he was not so seeing stupid. the field the first two games. He saw combined six targets. Yeah, he wasn't even. Yeah, he wasn't even being played. That no. was where I was getting nervous, and so I was just like, I dropped him after week three when he again didn't well, have. No, a, week three is he oh, went so, off. Yeah, seven receptions, one hundred seventy-five yards, and a touchdown. All right, so week two is when I was like, he's yeah. not even playing right now. Oh, so, and the so reports stupid. weren't just like, no, we're just like, it, yeah. There wasn't any report saying why. So I just I just went with it thinking that he wasn't going to be uh, starting until halfway through the yeah, season. Yeah, this is a, one of those really nice offense where you know exactly where the ball's going. It's Justin Jefferson, it's Adam Thielen, and it's Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick who their third wide receiver would be, it would be Chad Beebe. Mm-hmm. And he saw 30 targets last year. Um, so <laughs> you know where the ball's going. Which is yeah. nice. Which is the same thing that they've been running with. That was the same thing with Diggs and Adam Thielen yep. and Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. You just have that trio of players. So we'll just get into running backs now. Uh, Dalvin Cook should be going second overall in every redraft league. Mm-hmm. 14 games, 22.6 points. He would have been number one if he would have played a full season. Yeah. I did see a, a stat that was really, really funny. 
Talk about how good Dalvin Cook is. Dalvin Cook is amazing. Um, how amazing? <laughs> how amazing, you say? Uh, extremely amazing. The thing that blows my mind with Dalvin Cook is just like his overall vision on the field. Like this dude just hits he's every the, gap correctly. He's just got the size, speed, and agility combo where he's an incredible short yarded running back and an incredible like take the ball 80 yards to the house running back. And he can still catch. Incredibly well, yeah. Like really freaking well. <laughs> So there's just nothing. I just don't feel like there's anything he can't do. There isn't. I He could probably play quarterback for all we know. Uh, I mean, the one thing he can't do is stay healthy for 16 games. Oh, that's but true. if he you're getting 14 games out of him, that's perfectly fine. Like no running back is going to play 16 games anymore, especially now with us having a 17 game season. Oh, yeah. There's going to be more problems, but at, you take him second overall in drafts. I'm sorry, guys. I'm you still haven't found it. it? I haven't found it. Okay. I mean, I can sum it up, but I'm not going to have the exact stats to um, play it. But it was so like fine. the past two or three years or something, it was rushing leaders. Derrick Henry was first with a lot, like mm-hmm. a ton of rushing yards. Second was a Derrick Henry after contact. <laughs> <laughs> and third was Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook had almost as many <laughs> rushing Henry. yards as Derrick Henry after contact. <laughs> like, Derrick Henry after contact. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, you're looking at just like best pure rushers in the league. It goes Derrick Henry, probably Dalvin Cook or Nick Chubb. Like I'm having a hard time. Who else I'd rather hand the ball off to? And can you think of anyone better? Hmm. Yep. Backups for them um, don't really matter. Alexander Madison, I'm kind of just done with him because he had the opportunity last year. Yep. When Cook was out. Fell on his face, was not good, and they uh, drafted some guy who I'm going to butcher this. I'm really, really sorry. Kenne Inwagwe. Inwagwe. We're going with that. Sure. Fourth pick of the 14th round. <laughs> Try that again. Kenne Inwagwe. No, you said, you said 14th fourth. pick of the fourth round. There you go. I said it backwards. <laughs> yeah. Okay. There's, no, there's not 14 rounds in the draft. No, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> we would never be able to watch it all. So, yeah, the last interesting player to talk about on this team is the tight end, Irv Smith. Yeah. So they got rid of, uh, what's his name? Went to the Giants. That right? is, what's his name? No, the, uh, Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I know, but I was just saying that, that that's his name. Yeah. What's his name? So Irv Smith uh, Jr. And Irv Smith was the leader at the tight end receiving as a receiving weapon last year over Kyle mm-hmm. Rudolph. He saw, he beat him in every statistical category. Last year was his second year in the league, and he's got juice. You can see it, and he is one of those really late tight ends that I am intrigued with this year. Yeah. Uh, I've I've liked him. I liked him last year as well. Yeah. He didn't perform the way I thought he would have. No, he only 30 reception, 365 yards. I mean, he really had two good games on the year, a couple other mediocre games. Um, He was, yeah, he's just very Titans, inconsistent. Though, in this offense... Just don't play well. No, I mean, they have in the past, but I think it's... It was before Kirk, though. Since Kirk has been there, I just don't yeah, feel just like there's... It's a different offense. It's, yeah, it's run first. It's, you know, play action downfield to Jefferson or Thielen. Not much goes to the tight end. No, but I think, like, if you combine what Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith did last year, I think you'd be much happier. I think that could be a very usable... Tight end. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the hope. And Irv Smith does have the talent. Yeah. So that's He's what I'm really leaning on. Good. He'd be, 
I don't know if I'd be drafting him, but I think he's a guy. Well, I mean, honestly, actually, he probably would be a decent. Where would you where would you him, take him right now? Probably like my last pick. Fourteenth, hmm. fifteenth. He's round. going in the ninth round. What? Nine eleven. I'm out. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Did not think he was going to be going that high. Yep, he's going pretty high. Well, he's going higher. <laughs> um, Seriously, the ninth round? Yeah, nine eleven. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing that. No, because right. he's okay. he's not ranked. I changed everything I just said. Yeah, <laughs> he is definitely not going to be in my top twelve. No. Um, no. So taking him in the ninth round is just way too high. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you. I will say one thing that's pretty nice is the fact that he does get some red zone targets, and he's a pretty big dude, so he can get up and get that ball. He had five touchdowns on the season. Four of them were inside the ten zone, or the um, red zone. Yeah, or no, they were inside the ten zone. Sorry. No, that is the red zone. The red zone's at tw- the twenty, but it's fine. Yeah, the ten is inside the twenty. I get it. So, but yeah. Anyways, um, definitely do like Irv Smith, but that price is yeah. A little I don't steep like for that me. price because he's a guy who I thought you could go after in dynasty leagues, try and buy him low or something like that, but. If people Still are trying him, yeah, you, well, yeah, Still you try can always it. try, but maybe the, you know, they haven't been paying attention in Dynasty. That is shocking to me, yeah. to be honest. Well, considering he was 22nd last season. Yeah. And you're drafting him as a top 10 tight end. So it's crazy. Anything else? No. Detroit Lions. Uh, very interesting this year. Yeah. Um, made some trades. They've let some people go. Respect. Yeah, respect for sure. Um, big fan though of the new regime. I do like I do like the new regime. I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, I think they were really smart and they took Penne and they didn't break my heart and draft like Devonta Smith or something like that. So I think if I had to bet on whether they're going to succeed or fail, I'm more on the succeed side, but it's still going to take a long time. This roster is still very lacking in a lot of departments. Yeah. Like so, pretty much all of them. Yeah. So, except uh, running back and tight end. So, just in case you guys haven't been paying attention, they brought in Dan Campbell. Uh, Dan Campbell has brought in this old school in your face. Because that's kind of how yeah, he's he played the kind of guy. Just outwork guys. Just be stronger than them. Just push them around. Yeah, and if worse comes to worse, just punch them in the face. So like that's <laughs> that's his mentality. And they're Dude, really that's, trying. That's kind of a Detroit thing. Yeah, I, I mean that I is a Detroit that. thing. They're tr- they're really trying to bring back um, the mentality of this football team, just being a rough and tough team. And so you see that when they drafted Penny Sewell. he is a big bodied offensive line guy. Um, they also brought in Anthony Lynn as their offensive coordinator. Um, th- th- I'm I'm really really um, oh I forgot they brought in Deuce Staley as their running back coach. Um, but anyways, I'm really really intrigued. I do not think they're going to win this division. Let's let's oh. start there. But I am very very intrigued. They're still going to be this last place in this division. But yes, it depends. If if Rodgers doesn't play, I think the Lions will outplay the Packers this year. If Rodgers doesn't play. I will bet you anything you want on that. You think the Packers will still outplay anything the Lions? Anything you want. Oof. All right. That's fair. We'll we'll figure that out. Um, but anyways, very, very interested this year. $1,000 and the next naming rights to your child. 
I'm not going to give you the child thing, but we can definitely do the $1,000. That's for sure. I need a new laptop. I don't have so, dollars to bet. That's all good. You're, we'll just swap laptops. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, so starting off, uh, Jared Goff, they traded for um, Matthew Stafford, went to the Rams. I honestly like the move. Like, let Stafford go, take on the contract, get the picks. I like it. It's, yep. a, it's a very NBA move, which I like. Yeah, because um, I know you're a big basketball fan, too. Um, yeah. yeah, I was just showing the back of my head. Oh, is that what that was? Got it. I didn't realize you had a basketball hat on. Yeah. Um, but Jared Goff, I mean, 15 games last season, they, he needed a change. Uh, he needed to get out of that. Not LA. good. Just pretty he, much everything's been going downhill for him the past Ever couple since years. that Super Bowl run, um, he has been terrible. Yep. He throws the ball a ton, completes the ball a decent amount, but yeah, his yards have been going down, touchdowns have been going down, interceptions have been going up. It's... Not the ideal scenario, but I think it's good enough. I th- I like that. Um, honestly, just yeah, just look to the future at the quarterback position. Goff's good enough to stand in there. Goff's not going to be terrible. Honestly, I could see him. You see yourself streaming Goff at all this year? Um, I think in the right situation, yeah. I mean, yeah, that always depends. But uh, the the thing is, is. The, the relationship between Sean McVay and Jared Goff and even the ownership broke group, down. it broke down really, really and hard. That was kind of always my thing with Goff. He's got, he's got good talent, but I think a lot of his problems is just in his head. Yeah. I think he's just not good when he has to go off script. And I kind of think he was just a puppet for Sean McVay out there. Sean McVay telling him everything to do. And if he did that, he was good. And if he didn't, he was bad. Yeah. I mean, he threw, he had tied second most for interceptions last year with 13. Touchdown percentage was god awful, 3.6%. That is mm-hmm. really bad. He threw the ball a ton, top 10 in attempts and completions. Yeah, 552 attempts. Yeah, only through 20 passing touchdowns. His completion percentage was okay, 67%. It's not terrible. It's, and, but the other problem is he's going from a team with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, a rookie Van Jefferson, Cam Akers, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett. To not that. Yeah, not anywhere near that he's got. So we'll get into the wide receivers now. Well, hold on real quick, too. Okay. The other thing with Jared Goff, though, is he is still young. And I think when you go to a team that really seems to want you. He's young, but we've seen him for a long time. True. But he's still only 26. But if going to a team there's somebody really wants you, there there is a chance he could turn this around. Uh, we'll what would you put that percentage at? I'd put it kind of low, but I still think, you know, maybe 10, 15%. Um, that he turns into what? What's the highest, like? Oh, I, he still won't be a number one because of this, the team around him. Yeah. But I still think he could be, like, a number two. I think you know, at best he's a streaming quarterback. Yeah, top 15 that's maybe. that's best scenario. Top 20. Uh, definitely top 15, I think, would be his his um, ceiling for, for the season with this team. But, you know, the other thing, too, is, like, when you remember when they went into the playoffs, when the Rams were playing, who'd they play? And was it Seattle? No, it was uh, doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, because it was two backups. Remember? It was two backups that were playing. No, that was before. That was at the end of the season. Oh, Anyways, though, but the backup started, I thought, that playoff yeah, was, game, and he uh, got hurt. Yeah, it was the first of Seahawks. Yeah, 
And they ended up. What did they win or lose that game? They lost twenty to nine. Okay, thank you. So they ended up losing that game, but I think Jared Goff didn't oh, wait, start. Hold that. on, no, no, no. Just keep talking. It doesn't matter. Um, but anyways, Jared Goff, I don't think started that game. And to me, when you're a team that just hit the playoffs and you're not starting, like that show is showing me something. So yeah, there were before he got traded, there were reports that that backup and him were in an open competition. <laughs> Yeah. Which is just not good. Yeah. So, so I think him leaving LA is going to be, is a really good move for him as well. Um, but jumping into their wide receivers. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you find it? I'm about to. All right. Do we, should we do a countdown? Do you want to do like a 10, a 10 thing or like a, like a five thing? You do whatever you want. Um, cool. The Rams beat the Seahawks. Yep. In the wild card next week in the, uh, no, clicked on the wrong thing. Oh, that's right, because they lost to the Packers. I'm sorry. Okay. They did lose to the Packers by a lot. Yeah. Yeah, they ran all over them. That was also because uh, Aaron Donald got hurt, too. Um. All right, moving on to wide receivers on this team. And this is why Jared Goff isn't, isn't good. Lions, by far, in the league have... <laughs> The most vacated tar- by a lot. Yes. Like, and they don't have much to pick up. The, in my opinion, um, they 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 went and got Brashad Perriman and Tyra Williams. Wow, is that a combination? Tyra Williams didn't play at all last year due to an injury, and thinking that they were going to go and get a top wide receiver in the draft, which I'm glad they didn't. It's they, not the time for them to be taking a top wide receiver. The receiver that they did take in the draft, though. In the fourth round. I don't hate where he went. I actually really like it. Amon Ross St. Brown. Out of USC. Seventh pick of the fourth round. I think is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. He's going to play the slot form. You got Perriman and Tyrell Williams on the outsides. And he's a possession guy. Could he's, be. He's, he's, Could he's, be. Yeah. Well, he's not a burner. He's not going to get downfield. He's not no, super, super no. quick. He's not really great at anything. He's just good at a lot of he's stuff. He's just got good hands. He's got really good hands. And to me, um, he's just going to, he's, he's going to get a lot. Of, I, if, if they're smart, he's going to get a lot of targets and he'll, a lot we'll of, we'll see. Cause he'll be playing next to TJ. I think Paraman's by far the guy I'm looking at out of this wide receiver core. I don't expect a lot, but I expect him to be the leader. Tyra Williams. I'm really not interested and at all I just think he's done mm-hmm. and if I did have if there was one player at the wide receiver position who didn't get drafted this year was signed as an undrafted free agent yes. this is the guy who I'd put my bet on it's Sage Sherratt mm-hmm. at a BYU no he came out of Wake Forest Wake Forest, yeah, yeah. Wake Forest. I always get him mixed up with another guy <laughs> the other guy you really like <laughs> yeah he came out of Wake Forest mm-hmm. he's a big guy and mm-hmm. he's got the potential I think he could take one of those outside spots who I'd be picking would be Tyrell Williams spot Mm -hmm. but I think that's going to take a while and you're still dealing with a bad team right not great quarterback play so he's more of a very deep probably dynasty player to look at but yeah I think it'd be Perriman and Mara that would be looking at Perriman Monra would have to be really late for me to even be interested undrafted he's probably one of those guys who you see the first couple weeks of the season pick him up off the waiver wire if he's good yeah yeah, I don't think I'm going to be drafting him. What is Paramount's <clears throat> ADP? Can you pull that up for me? Uh, of course. Because right. Paramount was really bad last year in the Jets. 
He signed the deal there. He saw he had 30 receptions last year out of 60 targets, 50% catch rate. Not very good at all. 14th. 14th round? I'm fine with that. That's like my last positional pick. I'm fine with that. You can find out real quick how what this offense is going to look like week one, week two. I mean, the thing if is... If it's not performing, you just drop him. He's been a number one on a team and not performed, though. He, okay, but go back, because he was one of my guys who I had as a super deep sleeper last year going into the Jets. Because what he did, his last stint in um, Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston... Those last handful of games when Mike Evans was down, Godwin was down, he was the only guy James Winston's had to throw to. Mm-hmm. He was incredible. He was really, really good out in that stretch. And, I mean, what's his competition right now besides TJ Hawkinson? No, I get it. But what I'm saying is, is like, I just don't have much faith in him because he's never been. Yeah, no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I he's mean, never 14th been round better pick. Than yeah, and that's three. Which I do like. I give that some shout out. The fantasy footballers. Well, that's mm-hmm. one of their draft advice things that I heard a long time ago. It's one of those things that I do. I really liked. I thought it was very smart. Is with like your last pick, last two picks of your redraft leagues, take players like this where you know very quickly in the season if it, you can find out if they're going to be involved in the offense, how the offense is looking, and you can cut bait quickly. Yeah. Don't draft the guys who's going to be on your bench for a month, month and a half, two months, just hoping and waiting and nothing ever comes out. Don't waste that roster spot. Look for guys like this who could have the potential to be very usable with your last pick, and if they're not, you just cut them. It doesn't yeah. hurt you. No, I mean, it does make sense. I'm not against that at all. Yeah, so running backs for this team. The only thing that actually, other than TJ, that looks decent. Yeah, DeAndre Swift. He mm-hmm. was just as at like evaluating the talent at the running back position last year. He was my favorite guy. Mm-hmm. He's got the, the great combo of rushing ability and receiving. Coming in the league, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not like... Before the draft. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he isn't very good. It took him a while though last year because for some reason, um, Matt Patricia wanted to throw Adrian Peterson out there. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Rest in peace, carry on Johnson. <laughs> right. He didn't see a lot of work, but he saw some. Who still didn't end up in Buffalo. Swift, like, sneakily had a very good rookie season last year. It was inconsistent. He missed some time with injuries. One nice thing is in 13 games, he saw 57 targets at the wide, at the running back position. Saw eight rushing touchdowns. His efficiency on the ground was very good, 4.57 yards per carry. And there has been a lot of talk this offseason about the offensive coordinator and the Lions head coach talking about putting DeAndre Swift out in the slot more, out wide, getting him much more involved in this passing game, which could be very dangerous. But the only question is it's, we know this is not going to be a high-powered offense. They're not going to score the ball a lot. Him getting 10 touchdowns again, would you bet the over or the under on that? I'd go over. I'd go under. That's that's the one concern I have with DeAndre Swift is the rushing, is the touchdowns. Because where is he going right now in ADP? DeAndre? I would say fifth round, if I had to guess. Well, is it fourth? Is Third it fourth? round. Really? 304. Then I'm out. Then I'm out. I see the potential. I love the talent, but there's just a lot of red flags in this offense. Not to mention the guy who they brought in this offseason free agency, Jamal Williams, who a lot of people think I hate this player, like Caleb and like Carlos. <laughs> they always joke with me whenever Jamal Williams gets the ball, there goes your favorite player. Yep. It's not that I, I think he's a very good running back. He's just always kind of been... That running back who just like a little thorn in the side, yeah, just like 
Like he's never, he's never great. But what he does is he takes touches away from your great running back. Yeah, he, he's very efficient. He's improved himself very good in the passing game. He's a very yeah. competent pass catcher now. He's just one of those very reliable players that coaches are willing to put in there because they know he'll get the job done. Mm-hmm. And that could be a concern. How much time are they going to be splitting this year? Because for how well DeAndre Swift did last year, it's not like he was the workhorse in this offense. He didn't see a ton of rushing attempts per game. He kind of balanced it between a good amount of rushing attempts and receiving attempts. Mm-hmm. Jamal Williams, I do think, is going to be working in this offense, and that's just another red flag for DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I just don't feel like I'm going to be too worried about it. I think this regime change is going to make... So you like Swift in the third round? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I like. I would take him maybe fourth. I think a good... Late, mid to late fourth. I think a good thing is, who would you rather have, J.K. Dobbins or DeAndre Swift? Because isn't J.K. going in the third round too? Let's see. Where's J.K.? Sorry, I've just screwed up a lot of this stuff. You're good. Looking at some other things. It's not like people are paying attention. Nah. All right, J.K. is going 307. Okay. I think I lean Swift there because Swift does have the possibility of just dominating, especially with the receiving work, getting elite-level receiving work. And the rushing work, J.K. is just not going to see any receiving work, and you're going to have to bank on high touchdown totals. So I think I'd lean Swift there, but I don't love it. Third-round running backs are really hard to buy into because there's always a lot of red flags with them. Yeah, I think... Ooh, that, yeah, it's, that one's that one's tough. Um, but yeah, I think I like Swift better as well. But barely. I mean, Swift could theoretically push... For 80 targets. Sure. But I'm just going to say this. I'm probably not going to have either one of these on yeah, my team if they stay in the third round. Same. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> not happening. All right. You want to drop to TJ? Yeah. Uh, TJ will be the uh, best, well, fourth best tight end in this league. Uh, looks like he also finished fourth last year, so he'll probably stay the same. There's a lot of people who's like hyping up TJ Hawkinson, and I don't hate it. Where is he going, ADP? I don't have him up. Let me pull him up real quick. Because TJ is consistent, but he's not one of those, like, he's not going to be a George Kittle, he's not Darren Waller, Travis Kelsey, who gives you 30-point weeks. He's just not that player. He's just reliable. 505. And boring. I don't, yeah, I'm not going to be taking TJ Hawkinson. Then. No, it's way too high for me. Yeah, no, I mean. I think last year we kind of saw the peak of TJ Hawkinson. I think he'll probably, I don't think he's going to regress, but I think that's at like best case scenario. Just keep in mind that his last three games of the season was freaking terrible. Oh yeah, it was awful. It was really, really bad. Four targets, six targets, three targets. Uh yeah, like, nineteen yeah. or eighteen, twenty three, twenty five as far as yards and no touchdowns. Yeah. I mean it was atrocious. So the fact that he still finished he saw 101 targets at the position last year, and that's the nice thing because he could still yeah. push for that. Yeah. Um, but just, yeah, just keep in mind that like last year, all tight ends looked bad. Well, the thing is, if you don't have TJ Hawkins, I mean, if you don't have, uh, Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle, yep. what really separates a TJ Hawkinson from a Robert Tanyan, like a Logan a Thomas, Mark, uh, yeah, yeah. Mark Andrews. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he'll see a target. He'll be up there in the targets leaders for the tight end position again, but mm-hmm. And this year they he's don't just, have he's, much he's, else. I he's just I he's not going to be on that top tier. 
Yeah, but they just don't have anything else there. Exactly. So he's going to... I mean, they didn't last year. Kenny missed pretty much most of the season. It was really just Marvin Jones out there. Yeah, and him. With a better quarterback. Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right, you got anything else about the Lions? No. Just... Not going to be their year, but no, I like the rebuild so far. Yeah. We'll just put it that way. Uh, you want to rank them real quick? Yeah. All right. So Green Bay Vikings, Bears, Lions. Okay. Now let's do it without Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, yeah, well, you give we, yours. We differ. With, yeah, we you differ give there. yours, Rod. Okay. So, so if Rodgers plays, give if Rodgers plays, it'll be the Packers. It will be the Vikings. It will be the Bears, and then so we're the, the same there. We're the, we're the same there, without Rodgers. Without Rodgers is where we're going to differ. Okay. So I got the Vikings first. I've got the Bears. Then I've got the Lions, and then the Packers. I've got the Packers going from first to last without Rodgers. No, the still Lions will still be worse than them. Honestly, um. Yeah, it would probably be Vikings, Bears, Packers, Lions for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not against it. The thing is, is I just, I have no faith whatsoever in the quarterback play with Jordan Love. Same. And so, like, you, so you, what you're telling me, though, is you would still take Jordan Love over Jared Goff. No, but I would take the Packers defense. I would take Devontae Adams. I would take Aaron Jones. I would take that, just everything else. Uh, that's that's also a fair argument. They're just an incredibly better team with much more talent. Yeah, their defense is pretty solid. We'll just have to wait and see. I've seen good defenses fall with bad quarterback play. Yeah, but I mean, Lions at best are four one team, and I think that's dude. They won five games last year with no talent, and they got less talent now. How do they? Eh. They lost I'll Stafford. They lost Marvin Jones. They really, I mean, Kenny, Kenny I guess you could just play. call a push. Yeah. I don't know. I still think it. I'll still take the Lions right now slightly ahead. I would say that the Lions would finish 6-10. and 10. I think they're going to be 5-11, and 11, somewhere through there. And I think the Packers might win four I think games. Lions are probably going to have a top five pick in the NFL. Again. Dang. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Uh, let us know. What do you think about the Packers with or without Rodgers? Where would you go? Where would you rank the Packers at? And if uh, Rodgers doesn't play, are you going to take the Bears over the Vikings? Interesting. Or would you take the Vikings over the Bears? James, if they wanted to let us know, where could they come find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts, the Fancy Monsters, or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Awesome. Hey, guys, just to let you know as well, uh, we have something exciting that we wanted to share at the end of the podcast today. Uh, we are launching um, a new merchandise line, I guess is the best way to do it. So we're going to have a bunch of new merch that's out for sale. Um, we'll share it like on our Facebook pages all over twitter and um you know youtube and all that kind of stuff as well uh come check it out we'd love for the love for you guys to come support us and, and check out the the gear we've got t-shirts hoodies uh water bottles coffee mugs all that kind of stuff i know we really wanted a coffee mug so that's yeah that's be, what i'm hyped for. i want the coffee yeah we want that coffee mug 
Um, so come check it out. And if you have any questions, you can always come and ask us. Uh, but thanks again, guys, for uh, supporting us and listening to the Fantasy Monsters. And we'll catch you next week. Have a good one. You can hold me back. Yeah, I'm coming for you. I'm not heated on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood. I can be rotten. I can be cool, I'm like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you. Yeah, I feel like a monster. And I'm just in a monster.